0: bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 welcome aboard this is Zazlo show 2.0 welcome to Zazlo show 2.0 presented from day one by anna jar and levine accident attorneys you're dealing with any kind of accident any personal injury slip and fall motorcycle car accident bike anajar and levine accident attorneys 800-747-3 that's 800-747-3733 title sponsors from day number one no before day number one of Zazlo show 2.0 my guys mark anajar glenn levine ellie anajar If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. BruntInsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 15th of December. Good to have you aboard as we are marching closer to the weekend here. Weekend to the best. That's why we look forward to them. However you're listening to the show today, I appreciate you. If it's on iTunes, it's on uh, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart. However you're listening to us, maybe you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Show. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. That's for the algorithm. I don't understand the algorithm, but I know if you do all that stuff, then the algorithm likes me, and then I get all the monies. So, a Thursday with a lot happening tonight. This is a big sports night. And again, glad to have you aboard here as we're closing out week number seven. I believe this is Zaslo Show 2.0. If you're looking to get involved in the show, of course, our title sponsor, Zaslo Show 2.0, is presented by Anna Jarin. Levine. Accident attorneys, if you're dealing with an injury, if you had an accident, let them take care of getting you the money you deserve. 800 7 free That's 800-747-3733. If, you got your, if you're looking to get involved in the show, if you're thinking about it, you can go to my Twitter page, at Zaslow Show. You can always message me. I love hearing from you guys. Love hearing from the Zazlo Show 2.0 listeners. But you can see under my bio there. I got, the, uh, I got the email address, and if you got your business, if you're thinking maybe it's a good fit for you to advertise with Zaslow Show 2.0, we'll see if it works out for both of us, and we can have a conversation. So you go hit me up, uh, love all my sponsors, and love all my future sponsors as well. So if you want to be part of the show, you can check that out, and we'll see what we can work out. All right, so before we get to all the action tonight, like I said, this is a big sports night. There's a lot happening here. If you are a wrestling fan, if you listen to Zaslow Show 2.0 and you love on Saturdays, uh, listening to It's Still Real to Me, myself, Joey Levin, we do a wrestling show. It drops every Saturday. If there's a a, a a big weekend in pro wrestling, we sometimes will do two episodes on the weekend. Sometimes it'll also be a Sunday show. So if you listen to It's Still Real to Me, i love you long time. We dropped a bonus episode last night. Uh, It's timeless. You can go back and you can listen today. You can listen tomorrow, whatever you want. So if you didn't notice a bonus episode yesterday of It's Still Real to Me, as you had huge news yesterday in the pro wrestling world, Mandy Rose, who had been the NXT Women's Champion for 400 some odd days, which is, you know, essentially unheard of in today's world of pro wrestling. She has been uh, the top woman in that division for over a year now. Very popular. I mean, very attractive, which is part of, you know, what this story is. She was fired yesterday. She dropped the belt a couple of nights ago. That was a shocker. She was fired yesterday, an even bigger shocker. And she has, like, a, you know, a, a fan site account. Not only fans, but, like, it's kind of a similar thing. And as a result, WWE fired her yesterday. So we did, a, we did an emergency bonus podcast episode of It's Still Real to Me. And we covered that. So, <laughs> excuse me. So... If you want to get into a little bit of that, make sure you go back and you can check out yesterday's bonus episode. It was not a mistake. If you saw it, Still Real to Me pop up on a Wednesday on your Zaslo Show 2.0 feed, not a mistake. It's a brand new bonus episode, so you can go back and you can check that out. So anytime something big like that happens, there you go. You can expect a bonus episode because hey, this is my thing. Zaslo Show 2.0. I'm the boss here. I'm in charge. That's one of the fun things that's happened now. Since it's am no longer you know on local Miami radio is you know there there were times in the past especially like after a big Heat game or big loss maybe you know uh there were although not necessarily for a Heat game because I mean shit like the game would end and I would go on and do the post game show but like if something big happened and it's like now I want to go on I want to go on the radio right now but Zaslow show starts at ten a.m. next day you know well now if something big happens. Let's do it. Like yesterday, yesterday afternoon, it was early in the afternoon and, and Joey sent me a text message like, Hey, what do you think about doing a, you know, a, a breaking news podcast because of the Mandy Rose stuff. And I thought about it for a second. At first I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, why the hell not? Why, why wouldn't we do that? So I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So later on the day, he got home from work and we recorded the episodes. That's one of the things that, that I've learned that I, I, I like about, about doing this, about this new venture, about Zazzle Show 2.0, is stuff like that. You got a lot more freedom to do to, to be a little bit creative and, and to, to get out there and do stuff like that. So I appreciate everyone's support. I love you guys. All right. So last night, at, we're obviously marching toward Dolphins. Don't forget, it's Saturday night, man. Saturday, not Sunday. So we are just two sleeps away. Which, by the way, so I told you guys, you know, we had Jeremy Piven on the show a couple of days ago. Jeremy Piven is at the Palm Beach Improv tonight. And then this weekend, he's at the uh, Dania Improv. Friday, two shows. Saturday, two shows. Sunday, one show. And go back, youtube.com slash Show, or just go back on the pod on Tuesday. Jeremy Piven joined us and, and he was fun. But, I, I bought tickets. My, my wife would love to see him, you know. So we bought tickets. We're going to see Jeremy Piven on Saturday night. We're going to the early show. It's at seven o'clock, I believe. Well, the Dolphins play at 15 so it's not like I'm lying. Oh, so you're not going to see Jeremy Piven. You, you got the Dolphin game. No, I got tickets to see Jeremy Piven Saturday night, and you know I, I'll try and avoid what's going on with the Dolphin game. But I got these tickets. And I'll get home maybe like 9.30-ish. So I'll be like, I don't know, I'll probably get home like around halftime-ish, you know? Maybe a little before halftime. But, but I'll, I'll rewind. I'll try and watch it from the start of the game. But what I decided was, I think I'm going to try and switch the tickets. You know, it, it's a weird thing, especially a big game like Sarah. I think everybody can relate to this. Especially a big game like Saturday night at Buffalo. You wake up on Saturday. You're a huge Dolphin fan. You wake up on Saturday. And kind of like your entire day, right, is building toward the Dolphin game. It's building toward 8-15 rolling around. But you're already set up on the couch. You got, you know, whatever drinks or food you want going on. Everything else is in order. You're getting yourself pumped up throughout the day. You're getting yourself in the mood. The entire day, right? The entire day revolves around counting down until 8.15 and the Dolphin game starts and you're in the right frame of mind. See, that's the important part. You're in the right frame of mind and you're ready for the game. That's what Saturday winds up being about, right? Or, you know, if it were Sunday football like, like last week too. The entire day is about building up ...to that game and being in the right frame of mind, being ready to go, right? So, I'm going to the improv to see Jeremy Piven. I'm not going to be in the right frame of mind. Like, even if I avoid finding out the score, which, I don't know, I, I can easily see myself leaving the show. You're in a crowd of people... And someone's like, oh, I see the Dolphins are down three halftimes. Like, oh, you mother... You know, like I could easily see someone spoiling it for me like that. But even if that doesn't happen, even if I get home and I'm ready to go, I turn on the TV. It's like, I'm not in the right frame of mind. I've just been laughing the last two hours, you know. I'm I'm thinking about the show. Although, maybe I won't enjoy the show so much, so think about the Dolphins. I don't know. It could work the other way, too. But... We all want to wake up on Saturday and the whole day is about getting to 8.15, right? You can relate. You all can relate to what I'm saying and you got to get in that right frame of mind. So when it's kickoff at 8.15, you're ready to go. I've been waiting all day for this. I'm charged up. I got a couple beers in me. I'm ready to go. I'm not going to be in that right frame of mind. I'm not going to have that mentality. I'm not going to be in that mood. So I feel like, and it's such a huge game, obviously. So I, and I feel like that's kind of taken from me then. Not on purpose. I bought the tickets like a month and a half ago. Didn't know they were moving the game to Saturday night. So I, I, think, I think I'm going to try and change my tickets to Friday night. Now, you're definitely not able to do that or not supposed to do that. But the folks at the Improv are really good to me. So I think maybe I can get them to switch the night. So I'm going to try and go tomorrow night I know Jeremy Piven cuz he knows my wife and I were going Saturday. I know he's going to be looking in the crowd. He's like, "Yo, where's Zazlo at?" Well, hey, you know, I was I was there last night, Friday night. I so I'm trying to go No, oh, no, no. Hold on. Let me let me let me let me take a step back for a second. I'm not trying to go. Trying to go means I'm looking for the hookup. But I'm going to try to switch my tickets. That's right. I'm going to try to switch my tickets to Friday show to tomorrow night cuz I need Saturday to be about building up to the Dolphins game. You know what I'm saying? And the Heat, by the way, play at 5 p.m. on Saturday. They're playing the Spurs in Mexico City. So that's kind of what I want Saturday to be about, right? Got the third place game, by the way, with uh, for the World Cup. We're talking Morocco and uh, who did Argentina beat? Uh, we're talking Morocco. Who the hell? Who did Argentina beat? Morocco and who, who the hell did Argentina beat? Why can't I think of it? Oh, so stupid. Now I gotta look it up. Who did Argentina beat a couple days? I mean, I'm, I'm way into it. We're rooting for Messi. We're rooting for Argentina. Croatia, of course. I was about to say Croatia. You got Morocco and Croatia on Saturday with the third place game. So I kind of feel like what time's that game? By the way, yeah, 10 a.m. So that's kind of what I want my Saturday to be about. I want to watch the third place game? It won't be so dialed in, but like I'll have it on. You know, I'll, I'll catch a lot of it. And then at 5 p.m., you got the Heat and Spurs. And then it all builds. Uh, By the way, you also have Panthers and Devils on Saturday night. That's at 7.30 on Saturday. And then 8.15, you got the Dolphins. I I need Saturday to be about the Heat and the Panthers and the Dolphins. You know? Uh, But but specifically, I need to be in the right frame of mind for the Dolphins. So I I think I'm going to try and go to Jeremy Piven tomorrow night. I'm going to try and get that switched up. But anyway... We'll circle back to the Dolphins, all right? We're, we're two sleeps away from, from such a huge game. Uh, they they got to move that game to Detroit. You see it's going to be seven inches of snow they're expecting? We got to move that game to Detroit. It's not safe. It's not safe. You need the local, local police. They need to be on hand and in, in, in helping the community. They can't be at Orchard Park. No, no, no. You got to move that game to Detroit. Game's got to be played indoors. So anyway, we'll get back to that. The Heat, though, last night, the Heat last night, that's two. They've won back-to-back games. That's happened before, but that's two right there. You already know. It's two out of four, right? That's what we're looking for. Trying to sweep this four-game trip. We're halfway there. You get the win a couple nights, a few nights ago against Indiana. Then last night at Oklahoma City. Tonight, Houston, they suck. Saturday, San Antonio, they suck, and they beat the Heat last week. So none of these games are, like, you can't look at, oh, they're, they're going to go 4 on this trip. No, no, the Heat the Heat can beat anybody. We've seen it. They beat Phoenix, they beat Golden State, they beat Boston. The Heat can beat anybody. That, that's a, that's a, see, that's where I am with this season. It's just get to the playoffs because they're, they're not going to get top four. They're not going to catch those teams, even though I know they're just, they're like three games back at number four. I think they're two games back at number five. They're not going to catch those teams. But the key is, just get to the postseason. Get to the postseason and be a major pain in the ass for whoever you play. Because I do believe if the Heat get to the postseason, they're going to be a pain in the ass for whoever they play. They are. But anyway, they could beat anyone they see. They could lose to anyone they see. As evidenced by last week, home losses to putrid Detroit and putrid San Antonio. But they're 2-0 on this four-game trip. Tonight, Houston. Saturday, San Antonio. And this is the opportunity. If you want to get to 500, this would actually, tonight would actually get them to 500. They're 14 and 15. Come on. And it actually worked out really well. This is the opportunity to get to and then get over 500. It's taken advantage of this road trip. And so Jimmy sits last night, rest. He's got some scheduled rest days. You know I hate it. I know you don't want to I, I know you know, today's NBA player, he doesn't want to screw up his averages. I know that, but I you know I hate this, but it ended up working out. like annoying decision that worked out. Because if you would have told me beforehand, "Hey, do you want it, it, what, what have I guaranteed you? Jimmy Butler sits tonight, he rests. And the Heat win. Is that something you'd be interested in? Yes, of course. Yes, I'd be interested in that. the The main reason, and look, you could tweet at me at Zazlo Show. You could also hit me up at Zazlo J on Instagram. I'm an influencer, but I love responding and hearing from you guys. But I like, I got a message last night where it's, "Uh, right, Jimmy Butler out again. He can't play 15 minutes in the second half." And I totally agree. I'm totally with you. And the main reason is, the Heat are not it. Like, yes, you want to you want to get some scheduled rest days for Jimmy. Who, by the way, when he's out, and Jimmy's just like 10 games this year. By the way, when he's out there, Jimmy is having maybe the best season of his career when he's out there. He has been phenomenal. But this Heat team is not in a position where they could be resting and sitting, Jimmy, for the playoffs. It doesn't matter if they don't get to the playoffs. Like, it's the same thing with the Florida Panthers, right? Where... All right, they changed their style. They were never going to win with the style of play last year the run and gun, the finesse, the high scoring, the high octane. That, that's not how postseason games are won. You got to be gritty and physical and grimy, and you got to win low scoring games, and you got to be able to win tight games. And that style last year was not going to work. So they got to change to this style. This is a style that will work in the playoffs. Not if you don't get to the playoffs. Not if you don't get to the playoffs. That's my big problem right now. Right now, the Panthers are on the outside looking in. Not if you don't get to the playoffs. This style doesn't work. Last style at least got you there. I'll cross my fingers. I'll roll the dice that we're going to outscore teams. This style right now, not getting us to the playoffs. And it's kind of the same thing with Jimmy where, all right, he's going to sit some games because we want to make sure he's good to go for the playoffs. Doesn't matter if you don't get to the playoffs. Now, right now, the Heat are currently, I think they're 8th right now. I mean, they got a chance to get to 500 tonight. Right now, the Heat are, let's see. Yeah, they're 8th. So, still in that playing scenario, but they're 14 and 15. They're 8th. They're actually tied 8-9 with Atlanta. So, if you would have told, like, it worked out. If you would have told me yesterday, Jimmy's going to rest. He'll be good to go the next day, and they're going to win. Would you like that? I said, yeah, I like that. I like that. So, the Heat have a chance now for 3-0. On this trip, yes, second out of a back-to-back, but a fresh Jimmy Butler. He sat last night. I hate the decision, but it worked out. So tonight you got Heat and Houston. Last night uh, was frustrating and fun at the same time. It was both. There were times during the game last night, like the Heat were up big, and and I'm saying to myself, like I'm uh, okay, this is fun. I'm having a good time. But then there were times where the heat blew the lead, and I'm sitting there and I'm saying this is, this is so tough to watch. this is this is a tough team to watch right now. and they wind up pulling it out late. a game that they were up by what are we talking as many as 18, I think it was. Oklahoma City was then up by five with like three minutes left. So here was the crucial stretch, right? It ended up being a fun finish. Three minutes left in the game. It's 106-101. And then Kyle Lowry throws up an air ball. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Lowry late in this game. You got, you got to be freaking kidding me. Like, I, I, I can't believe some of the times that the ball was in his hand. You know, he's so passive for so much of the game. And then you have a scenario. Now, it wasn't coming out of a timeout. It was coming out of a challenge. I don't remember what the challenge was. but It was, it was, a, it was a thunder challenge, but it was coming out of a challenge. And it's a five-point game. They're down 106-101. So they come out the challenge. No, excuse me. The challenge I'm thinking about was later in the game, and it was a Heat challenge. Okay, this was not coming out of a challenge. It it was a Lowry play, so I I got confused there. But the Heat are down by five. There's three minutes left. Lowry. Airball three-point attempt. I'm like, you you gotta be kidding me. This guy's shooting. This is when he shoot. Airball. Air ball three. We're down by five. And at this point, I'm like, we're definitely gonna lose this game. But the heat get a stop, and then you got five straight points. Then you have uh Oladipo. He had a basket, and Tyler Hero with a three. Five straight points. We're tied at one oh six. The Heat get another stop. And then you got Victor Oladipo with one of the biggest plays of the night. Yeah, uh, stepping up with Jimmy Butler out, shoulder on that scoring load. Oh, a steal by Martin. Hits a head Oladipo. Tries with Dort. Scores. it out. Oh, hail to the Victor. I'll tell you, Victor's starting to round into form. That's exciting because you need help off the bench. And I'm a big fan of Oladipo. We all know he's worked really hard. You're kind of waiting for him to get hurt again, you know? But right now, Victor Oladipo is doing a really nice job. He looks. He, he looks like he's getting better and better every game. All right. So Depot, great play there. Misses the free throw. It's not a three-point play. But the Heat now go up 108-106, so they're on a 7-0 run. All right. They get another stop now. So in the last, like, two and a half minutes, the Heat have not given up any baskets, any points. They've scored seven in a row. They were down five. They're up two. Now here's the play that we're out of a timeout. So the Heat challenge an out-of-bounds play. The ball does go off Shea Gildas-Alexander. He was fouled twice in the play. They didn't call it. And I always wonder when when there's a challenge here. Because it ended up going out of bounds off Gildas-Alexander. They called it Thunderball. I do wonder. And the Heat win the challenge. But I do wonder when the officials are going to the replay. And they're watching the replay to see who's out of bounds. They're like, damn, we missed that foul. We missed that foul. He was fouled twice in the play. But ball goes out of bounds. It's off Gildas-Alexander. Okay. Challenge successful. We overturn it. We give it to Miami. So, This is coming out of the challenge timeout. And up 108, 106, 35 seconds left. A chance to put this game away. So what happens? Well, just a couple minutes after airballing a three-pointer, Kyle Lowry decides, okay, we're going to go one-on-one. He's going to take a step-back three, which is obviously no good, and keeping the Thunder in the game. And, like, I got a message last night on Twitter, you know, it's like, I I suppose so bad at calling plays late in games – First of all, he might, he's, he's one of the best ever at calling plays late in the games. He's probably the best in the league right now. And one of the best ever at calling plays at drawing up plays late in games. One of the best ever, but more importantly, take a step back for a second. Do you think that during the the challenge timeout, do you think the play they were drawing up when they knew the challenge was going to be successful, they're going to have the ball with 35 seconds left, up by two. Do you believe the play that Eric Spolster drew up was Kyle Lowry, you stand around one-on-one and chuck up a step-back three as the shot clock expires? Do you think that was the play that was drawn up? Like, you got to use a little bit of common sense in that spot. Eric Spolstra is one of the best ever at drawing up late game plays. And his play is Lowry. You go one-on-one, chuck up a step back three. We got we got to be smart in that as fans. All right? Oh, what is he allowed then? Oh, is he allowed that? You give your players, especially veterans like Lowry, who's a champion point guard, you give your players leeway. If they see something, they notice that they're the ones out there. They're the ones playing. If you're comfortable in the moment doing X, then that's what you do. The coach trusts the players. Coming out of a challenge timeout, Lowry chucks up a step back three. Oh, what a what a stinker of the last couple of minutes he had. So then you get Gilders Alexander on the other end. He was fouled, he makes a couple free throws. We're tied at 108. And, and Tyler Hero was your boy. Lowry to inbound. Loops it into the backcourt for Hero. A full shot clock from IM. They are on their feet here at the Paycom show. Point defending here. Martin sets the screen. Hero, with 7 issue. Got it! With 4.9 left, Hero yo-yoing and then finishing. Yeah, there you go. So the Heat go ahead there on the ensuing possession. Caleb Martin, he got, I think he got a hand on it. He blocks Gildas Alexander's three-point attempt in the corner. Josh Giddy gets the rebound and essentially just kind of tries to chuck it up under the rim. He, he just wanted to draw a foul there. Ball goes out of bounds. Time runs out. Heat win. Good guys win. And so now the Heat back within a game of 500 at 1415, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, that was a great win. It was not a great win, but it was a game that you had to have. And I think, look, it's not even like the Heat played well, because it, here's the thing. The Heat made, the Heat won a game, the Heat, in a game that the Heat won, excuse me, in a game the Heat won by two points. They made 24 threes, which is an incredible number. The Thunder made nine. So the Heat outscored the Thunder 72-27 to from three-point range. They needed a Tyler Hero basket right, you know, with seconds remaining to win it. It's not like they played well. And they had 16 threes in the first half, so they were ahead by 12 at the break. And then they went cold. And that's when the Thunder came back and took the lead. Like it's it's not like the Heat played well last night. They hit a lot of three. Last night was. Last night was your typical game where. It's a three point contest. Team that makes most three is going to wind up winning, and the Heat made twenty four of them. And the Thunder made nine. If if I would have said to you before the game started, the Heat have outscored Oklahoma City seventy two to twenty seven from three. Do you think the Heat win by fifteen or they win by twenty five? Like, that, that would have been the question, right? But they needed a late jumper from Tyler. So, get a game you had to have. Jimmy sat out because of rest. I hate sitting out because of rest. I don't understand why he couldn't give you a few minutes in the second half. Same thing Same thing yesterday. You know, like, the Heat are up by 12 at the break. Jimmy plays 15 minutes in the second half. You don't think that's going to help you put that game away? Like, there's going to be some major setback. Now, I know he's got to go through things during the day. He's got to, you know, we're going through shoot-around. You're, you're doing whatever you do to get ready for the game. But you play 15 minutes, all of a sudden, you're screwed. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. Other than players don't want to screw up their averages. Anyway, it was a decision that you don't like, but it wound up working out. Because he sat last night, and now tonight they're in Houston. Tyler Hero, 35 points last night. nine A career high. 9 of 17 from 3. Bam At 15 points and 13 rebounds before fouling out. Duncan Robinson was dusted off. T- dust off the cobwebs and get out there and knock down some threes. Four of them. He was four for eight from three at 14. And Victor Oladipo had 12 points. It's like going into the game last night, actually. Because with Jimmy out, Max Strus is starting. And, and Strus is really struggling right now. But going into the game last night, and, I- and I'm saying to myself, it's pretty wild that... Robinson just doesn't play. Straight up, doesn't play. You know, it was just a couple years ago. It was twenty five months ago, three seasons ago technically, but just two years ago. The Heat were twenty six months ago. The Heat were in the NBA Finals against the Lakers. Feels like longer, right? This this mother effing COVID makes it feel like it was twenty years ago. Twenty six months ago. Anyway. You go back then, you know how important Duncan Robinson was, the team the coach would tell him, you better keep shooting, you better keep shooting, I'll take you out if you're not shooting. Like, the coach had the most confidence in Duncan Robinson. And now, like, he just doesn't play. just doesn't play. It's pretty wild. So, felt good for Duncan last night. And I do think, if it, it, you know, Max is struggling right now. He couldn't hit a three the game before at Indiana. And last night against Oklahoma City, uh, he, he, he was cold as ice as well. Played just 18 minutes. He was 2 of 7 from 3, uh, he, 4 of 11 overall. So Duncan gets the call. He did a terrific job. I'd like to see him play a little bit more. I would. And it's not one of those deals where, oh, you know, because, see, today's December 15th. So if you keep track of this kind of stuff, today's the day where most of the league is trade eligible. Almost all the players who were signed to off-season deals are now trade-eligible. And the rest of them, it's like at the end of the month. But now, you could wind up seeing some action. You're going to see a bunch of rumors now, trade rumors. I'm sure the Heat are going to try and get some things and get some things done, get involved in some discussions. But today, December 15th, today's the day where a lot of the league, most of the league now becomes trade-eligible. So you're going to see some movement now. You're going to see some action now. So... Anyway, don't really care how they wind up getting the win. It's a game that you'd figure they'd win by a ton with those kind of numbers from three-point range. But overall, uh, Tyler Hero was the story. He was your boy last night. 35 points. And and the way the game finishes, you know, like Kyle Lowry after the game. Kyle Lowry after the game said something to the effect of uh, he, he told Tyler Hero coming out of the timeout, this is yours, get to your spot, and live with the result. And it's like, after you see Tyler Hero on that final play, how the hell does Kyle Lowry have the ball to the possession before that? Like, how does Tyler, and obviously if Jimmy were out there, you want Jimmy with the ball. But how the hell does Tyler not have the ball in that spot? It makes it like so much dumber that Kyle Lowry decided, because you know that's not what the coach drew up coming out of that challenge timeout. It makes it all the dumber that Lowry decided, I'm going to take a step back three up by two to try and, like, go for the dagger shot. Give the ball to Tyler Hero. Give the ball to one of the best offensive players in the game. That's right. He is one of the best offensive players in the game. And, you know, obviously he has his shortcomings defensively, but 35 points, nine three-pointers last night. Tyler Hero, yes, they gave him a lot of money. He's going to be worth it. He's going to be worth it. He's one of the best offensive players in the game he could absolutely carry you. Can he be the best player on a championship team? No, I don't think so. But that's not what the Heat are intending. You got Jimmy Butler, you hope, and and I think they probably want Bam overall to be the best player. But Tyler Hero can absolutely be a part of the core, the core two, core three of a championship team. And he shows you again last night. They they are not going to regret that contract. They're not. It's it's a it's a fine deal. He's one of the best offensive players in the game. He was your boy last night. He was fun to watch. It, but, but again, just it, it, it makes it all the more frustrating, all the dumber, that Kyle Lowry had the ball the possession before that. Give the ball to Tyler Hero. Give the ball to Hero. So anyway, tonight, you got a lot of action tonight. You got Thursday Night Football gets that in a second. By the way. If you're looking for a place to watch all the action. So you got Thursday Night Football tonight, 49ers, Seahawks. That's a pretty good game. Game's got a lot on the line. You got the Heat tonight, Heat at Houston. Panthers, Florida Panthers. They're hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you're looking for a place to watch all the action, Thursday Night Football, of course, 49ers at Seahawks at 815. They'll have the Heat game on as well, Heat and Rockets. They'll have the Panther game on as well, Panthers and Penguins. Briny Irish Pub Pompano. You know that's my spot. At Briny Pub Pompano on social media. BrinyPubPompano.com Every night they got live music. That's where I go to watch Dolphin Games. You got the NFL Sunday ticket on Sundays. But tonight you're looking for somewhere to watch all the games I told you. Panthers, Heat, and 49ers at Seahawks. Tonight, Briny Pub Pompano. World's greatest upscale dive bar. You take Atlantic Boulevard. You take it all the way to the Atlantic. Boom. You can't miss it. It's right there. There. Don't drive into the Ocean Park and then go into Briny Irish Pub. And how about this tonight? From 5 to 7 p.m. You know you got the Briny Hour, 4 to 7 p.m. Every night uh, It's happy hour. But 5 to 7 p.m. tonight, you got Briny's annual customer appreciation party. Free Light Bites, all right? So free apps are going around. Free Light Bites. You got drink specials, live music, whole bunch of stuff going on. So... Five to seven customer appreciation party tonight at Briney Irish pub. And of course, that's your spot tonight to watch 49ers at Seahawks. You want to watch the Heat, you wanna watch the Panthers, all that good stuff going on. So there you go. Tonight, big sports night. Now, 49ers Seahawks. I I'll probably put it on the iPad. That's what the setup's gonna be tonight in the Zazzle Mansion family room. Big TV. Let's see the time of the games. This this is very important. Okay, I, I can't just be shouting things out all willy nilly here. I I, I got to have a I got to have a game plan here. Heat and we know the football is eight fifteen. Heat and Rockets is at eight. Panthers Penguins seven. So Panthers Penguins at seven o'clock. Excuse me. By the time the Heat game gets going, Panthers will probably be starting the second period. So Panthers are starting on the big TV in Zazzle Mansion Family Room. And I think what will wind up happening is we'll then switch the heat over to the big TV once the heat gets started and the Panthers will be on small TV. But because the Panthers are going to be about an hour ahead, Panthers' third period will be on the big TV Zazzle Mansion Family Room. And the heat at that point, which will be like early third quarter, that'll go on the small TV. Zaslow Mansion Family Room. What about the football, Zazlo? You're not gonna talk about the football. Week 15 gets going tonight. 49ers of to Seahawks. I think we're gonna have to put it on the iPad. I think we'll have 49ers of Seahawks on the iPad on on the the you know the, the console on the Zaslow Mansion family room couch that's between you know where you hold the remotes. I think we're gonna have to put the laptop there and we'll put the football. So this this is a big sports night. All right. I'm into this tonight. So football at 815, hockey at seven, basketball at eight. There you have it. Let's do some dolphins here. Alright. So and by the way, what we're guest free today. You know we always do our fantasy football. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He used to join us on Thursdays, if you're looking for that today. He joins us Fridays now on Zaslow Show 2.0, all right? And tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0, we're going to talk to our friend MJ Acosta, who hosts on NFL Network. The Dolphin Game is on NFL Network this Saturday night. So MJ is going to join us. Former Dolphin cheerleader, loves the Dolphins, South Florida girl, Uh, Out there killing it, NFL Network. So she's going to join us tomorrow. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are always brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Johnny Cuba, it's a lifestyle, European roots with a Caribbean soul. You start your evening tonight. You want to kick back, kind of get the weekend started, right? We got hockey, basketball, football. Go pick up a six-pack German log, refreshing German lager in a can. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, and for the holiday season, you pick up a six-pack, you're going to walk out. I can't believe this is the deal I got on Johnny Cuba. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. So let's get into some Dolphins here. I want to make sure we update the poll question from yesterday. The poll question, it's 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 been finalized, all right? The poll from yesterday was, and I talked to OJ about this yesterday. We had differing opinions. OJ McDuffie, all-time great Miami Dolphins wide receiver. If you missed him, youtube.com slash add Show. Or just go back to Zaslo Show 2.0 podcast yesterday. You want to check out OJ. And, and it's true what I said to him yesterday where, you know, most Dolphin alumni, they want the team to win. They want the team to do well. But, uh, you know, I don't think they're living and dying by it. OJ's a legit fan. Uh, he, he... He cares about the Dolphins. He watches the games the way we do as fans. He's an alum, but he, yeah, he, he's one of those fans. You can't, he's in a bad mood for a couple days, like the way it was when I was a kid. He, he's a legit Dolphins fan. So, OJ was great yesterday. I love, by the way, getting the messages where, and I got another, I, I got a message from Great Zaslow Show 2.0 listener Everton, Got a message from Everton yesterday on on Instagram. And it was like, yo, Zazzle, guests have been fire, man. I'm loving the podcast. And I I love hearing that. Not, uh, I love hearing the love in the podcast part. But I love hearing that you guys are enjoying the guests. And I feel like I've always gotten good guests. Although, it's a little bit... You may say it, it, that it's harder to get the guests now. It's actually easier. Because I, I tell the guests and I'm a range, like, I could... I, you know, I'm good to record with you anytime you want. Morning, afternoon, evening. Like, I'm totally flexible because I got all the equipment here. It's right here. So it's actually kind of easier. But anyway, I always got good guests, I felt. But the big difference now is I can see all of them. I could see them doing it via Zoom, recording the video. The, the spots I'm doing with guests, they... They come. I feel they're coming out so much better. It's so much easier to talk to someone you could see them rather than, you know, you're just on the phone with them, essentially. So when someone like Everton yesterday says to me, yo, Zazlow guests have been fire, man. I'm like, I told him, like, yeah, it's a lot easier talking to someone who you could see. So I love hearing that. I appreciate that. You guys have been really great so far through this whole venture. Poll question yesterday. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question yesterday was, Who is there more pressure on this weekend? Mike McDaniel or Tua Tonga-Vailoa? I think it's McDaniel. I do. OJ told me yesterday he thinks it's Tua. Now, there's always, and he said this too, there's always pressure on the quarterback. Always. It's, I mean, it's the job. It's why, oh, when we're talking to our pal Raja Bell, did Roger join us early this week? Yeah, I think he joined us on Monday. when We were talking to our pal Raja Bell a few days ago, and his son is is a quarterback, and a young quarterback, a freshman, a freshman or sophomore. And and I said to him, I go, you know, do, do, and this was coming up, the heels like the Zach Wilson stuff, you know? Do you tell him that it's always his fault? Like the quarterback, it's, it, it, it's, there's always pressure on the quarterback, is what I'm trying to say, no matter what. But while there's always pressure on the quarterback, you're a Dolphin fan. Did you feel going into the game last week against the Chargers? Did you feel there was pressure on McDaniel? Did you feel going into the game against the Niners? Did you feel there was pressure on McDaniel? It's always pressure on Tua. Tua against the Niners, facing a great team. Tua against the Chargers, Tua versus Herbert, Sunday Night Football. There's always pressure on the quarterback. This is the first time this year that I have felt there's pressure on the coach. And because of that, I feel there's more pressure on McDaniel this weekend, but you guys do not agree. Zaslow show 2.0 poll question yesterday, who is there the most pressure on this weekend? And the results are in. Polls over. 70% of your vote said the most pressure is on Tua this weekend. Thirty percent, obviously, Mike McDaniel. You don't have to be good at math to understand that. Seventy percent of your vote went to Tua, having the most pressure this weekend over Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I don't see it that way. I think there's a lot of pressure on the coach. I think you're going to see what he's made of. I think you're, like this is this is the this is the game. This is the week where you're going in and you got to make the adjustments. Defenses the last couple of weeks and a bad one in the Chargers. Great one in the Niners, although. We know that was more on the Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins lost that game as opposed to 49ers won that game. But this week, Chargers beat us. Beat us good. Beat us good. But this is the first real game for me where I look and I'm like, yeah, McDaniel, some pressure on you, player. Now, I don't know if you saw this. The league, Here, I'll read you this tweet from profootballtalk.com. ProFootballTalk.com sent out this tweet yesterday. Or at ProFootballTalk sent out this tweet yesterday. NFL acknowledges Dolphins pass rusher Jalen Phillips had a legal hit on Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert. The competition committee will discuss making roughing the passer reviewable as well as more ejections for illegal hits on quarterbacks. I think I'm okay with all of that. The reviewing roughing the passer... You know, it's like in the NBA when you can review the flagrant foul. But here's what you got to ask yourself Do you review it if you called rough in the passer and then you're reviewing it, like against Jalen Phillips this weekend? Okay, they called rough in the passer, but I don't know. It may have been questionable. Let's go review it. Are we talking about you do that? Or if there was no call, do you then also have the ability to go back and review? So what's going to wind up happening is, you know, it's like with the fumbles where you can go back and you can review it. The officials are essentially told, if you're not 100% sure, don't blow the whistle on the fumble. Allow the play to go on. And then if you think that it was questionable, you can go back and review it and you could take the fumble away. But this way, if you don't blow the whistle, it was a fumble. The play can go on. Team can recover. It, they can run in for a touchdown or what have you. You understand? You can't go back and review it the other way around. If you blow the whistle and you say he was down, you're then going to have a hard time saying, hey, it was a fumble, and Team X would have recovered it. Now, I know, I know you can do that if it's like totally obvious, but what if it's not obvious? Then you can't award it to that team. Is it the same way that they would change this rule here where if they don't call roughing, can you then go back and review it? You can go back and review it if they do call it. Can you go back and review it if they don't call roughing? So well, if that's the case, what's going to wind up happening is more often than not, the referee is going to call roughing. And the game's going to really slow down because then they're going to go review. And then they're going to determine, okay, it wasn't roughing, but we called it to be safe so we can review and we could check it out. So there, there's a gray area there that I don't like. But on a play like Sunday night, some of those should be reviewable uh and and ejections for illegal hits on quarterbacks cuz i i hate the college rule where you can eject the kid with the targeting but we're talking quarterbacks here i'm okay with that i i mean if you know like i don't know which whatever dirty hit on quarterbacks yeah you could review and and, and eject the player I, i'm okay with that essentially but I, I wasn't even up in arms about the Jalen Phillips play after after the game. I know a lot of people complain, and I know we're still complaining. It's like, oh, it's so stupid. You see, it changes the game. Jalen Phillips had a legal hit. We all know it was a legal hit. It was a terrible call. But if I'm remembering correctly, yes, it awarded them a first down. Dolphins still got the ball back. I don't think anything came of it. You know, with the field position been a little bit different, yeah. But I don't think anything came of it. I, th- I think they still got the ball back. So it wasn't like it was a game changer. Kept the drive going. They scored on it. They won the game. I don't believe that's what ended up happening on that drive. That's why I wasn't so crazy about it after the game. It's was like, all right, it was a really bad call, but it didn't really have any consequence as far as the actual game goes. But 70% of you guys say the pressure is on Tua this weekend as opposed to the head coach. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. I will also say, and I, I'm guilty of this too. You know, I sent out the tweet yesterday to be seven inches of snow in Buffalo. Got to move this game as Detroit. I don't ever remember. Now, maybe it's because this is a really meaningful game. Maybe it's because Buffalo made such a big deal out of how hot it was week three here in Miami. I don't ever remember. Uh, and maybe it's also because Tua has a history, not a long history, but he's got a history of not playing well. In the elements. But I don't ever remember... Such a big deal... Being made... Over the cold weather... In Buffalo. I mean... We've talked about it on this show so much... It's being talked about everywhere. And two even said yesterday... It... It snowed in Alabama. Like he's... He's seen snow. He said actually when he went and visited... His brother in Maryland that it was snowing, it was cold, and he decided to toss it around to some of his brother's teammates just to kind of get a little, uh, you know, get a little work in. Can't get any work in that, you know, can't prepare for the snow here. So he got a little bit of work in there. But I don't ever remember such a big deal being made about playing in the cold weather. And it's all we've been talking about. So maybe it is, maybe it's a little overstated. I gotta, I gotta tell you, and the Dolphins passing game, you know, look, if it's super windy, it's obviously going to be a problem. But I, ex- I fully expect the Dolphins passing game to involve a lot of shorter passes this week. Not just because of the weather, but because we got to get these running backs involved in the passing game. We got to get the tight ends involved in the passing game. How about helping Tua get into a rhythm with some shorter passes? You come out the game 0 for 3, all passes, you know, 20 yards over the middle. Let's get into a rhythm here. I think we're going to see a lot of shorter passes this week. But I got to tell you, I don't have a problem with it being bad weather this weekend. And the reason that I say that is, you know, if you put two teams up against each other, neutral field, uh, everything is even, yeah, just going to go to the better team. Right now, if you want to admit that Buffalo is the better team, or at least admit that Buffalo is the team playing better, Buffalo would have that edge. The way that you even out that edge adds some kind of element to the game. And weather is a major element that can be added to the game. That can even things out if one team is better than the other. And I think that could be a little bit, I think that could be a scenario, that could be a situation that you have this weekend is Buffalo and Buffalo at home. Let me see right now what the line on the game is here. Because Buffalo at home is going to be considered a much better team. Buffalo's a seven-point favorite. You know how you even things out when one team is a touchdown. Touchdown's big spread. When one team is a touchdown favorite, you throw in something like bad weather. I think the bad weather... You may think this sounds crazy. I think there's an element where the bad weather can benefit the Dolphins. Because it can even things out a little bit. It could change, it could take something away from what you may consider to be the better team in Buffalo. I mean, hell, they're favored by seven. And the equalizer there could be the elements. The equalizer there could be Taking both teams off their game. Making both teams change their game because of something extracurricular. And I... We've talked all week. We're making a huge deal about the weather. There's a part of me that thinks the weather could benefit the Dolphins in this spot. That it could even things out a little bit. For a team that, you know, might need to catch a break. I think because weird things are going to happen with the weather. Bad throws. Maybe it's Josh Allen who doesn't benefit from the from the wind. Maybe the wind takes one of his passes away. Interception. The ball's super cold. It could be harder to hold on to because it, it's uh, the ball becomes hard, and it's harder to hold on to. And maybe as a result, one of the running backs for Buffalo fumbles. Dolphins recover. They wind up scoring late in the game. There could be a play here or there that happens because of the weather that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And hey, it could be the other way around that the Dolphins get screwed because of it. But it could be Buffalo that gets screwed because of it. Something could wind up happening that wasn't going to happen before because of the weather. And I think there's a scenario where that could benefit the Dolphins. I do. I do. It's going to be really cold there. I I can't, never in my life, I mean, I'm I'm a Miami guy, I'm a South Florida guy. I've never been to a game, a football game. I've never sat outside in the weather. Like, I can't imagine what that's like, except one time. And that was uh, about 10 years ago. The Winter Classic Stadium Series in New York. I was in, we're doing Radio Row. Me, Joy Taylor, best girl, FS1, she's killing it, speaks, star of that show. We went to, I, I convinced her, we went to the stadium series, Rangers Islanders. We were up there doing Radio Row for the Super Bowl in New York. And that was, it was like 5 degrees. And it was not snowing, but it was like 5 degrees. And that was the first and only time I've ever been outside watching a game in, in like elements, in weather. And holy shit. Uh, the coldest I've ever been. The coldest she'd ever been. And she's from Pittsburgh. That's the only time I've ever been outside in weather. And it wasn't snowing. Like in Buffalo, it's going to snow. That's got to be worse, Right? The wind, the snow, I mean, five degrees, five degrees is incredibly cold, but there wasn't wind, there wasn't snow. The wind and the snow, even if it's like 20 degrees warmer, that's got to be so bad sitting there watching that game. It's going to be cold. Hey, if you're feeling hot, you're not feeling so good, Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. You're not feeling well, you don't even want to get out of bed. Your doctor doesn't have an opening for you to see them today, but you got to get tested for COVID or or the flu. You need medication. You need a prescription. You need antibiotics. Dr. Alon and his team, he's the medical director, board-certified emergency medicine and residency-trained internal medicine doctor. Doctors on call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. He's going to do all of this. In the comfort of your own home. Based in Broward, but serving Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. He'll draw blood. He'll order x-rays. He'll refill your prescriptions. He'll get you a prescription. He's going to get you better and you don't have to leave your home. Now, most insurances, they're charging emergency room co-pays, fees for urgent care visits. Now, in the end, you're going to wind up paying more. Then what you're going to pay out of pocket for Doctors on Call 365 coming to your home. Call them now if you're not feeling well. Make sure you nip this in the bud. Take care of it. 786 9302 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You will get someone on the phone and then Dr. Alon and his team are going to come see you later on that day. 786-577-9302 or visit DoctorsOnCall365.com. There you have it. I'm telling you, I've used Doctors on Call 365 twice in the last month. Uh, lifesaver. Really is. Tonight, 49ers at Seahawks. Here's what you're looking at, all right? 49ers at Seahawks used to be a big rivalry. Doesn't feel that way so much anymore. You know, back when you had the Legion of Boom defense with Seattle, 49ers and Harbaugh. That that was a great rivalry. But this is still a game that has a ton of playoff implication. All right, Niners at Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off a bad loss last week against the Carolina Panthers. They need this game desperately. The Seahawks have been a great story this year. They're 7 and 6. They're a game back in the loss column back of 6 and 7 because that's Washington and New York uh Giants. They're both 7-5 and 1. The Seahawks are 7-6, and six, so they have one more loss than them. So this game is huge tonight for Seattle. They're the first team on the outside looking in. And then you got San Francisco, who's obviously streaking. I believe they won five in a row, five or six in a row. Uh, they're 9-4. and four. They're one game back of number two, Minnesota. So this is a, uh, yeah, if we were doing big game or not a big game today, this is a big game. And I already told you, because you got the Heat and the Panthers on the big TV and small TV in the Zazzle Mansion family room. So the football Amazon Prime, that's going to go, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we're going to do it on the laptop. Yeah, we're going to do it on the laptop. So I'll keep track of everything. Don't you worry. Uh, last night in the NBA, you had you had Steph Curry get hurt in the Warriors' loss at the Pacers. The Warriors don't win on the road. They have two road wins all year. Uh, so we're kind of waiting on the results there. Shoulder injury. Uh, he He's like one of the top guys you hate seeing get hurt. If you're an NBA fan, obviously you're a Warrior fan. But I'm talking just general NBA fan. You don't want Steph Curry hurt. You don't want anyone hurt. I get it. But there's something like you don't care about. You know, like at this point, Kawhi Leonard's always missing games. Do you care if Kawhi Leonard plays or not? I don't care. But Steph Curry, you don't want Steph Curry to be hurt. So waiting on that. And the Knicks, the Knicks have won their sixth consecutive game. The Knicks won at the Bulls last night. That game was on ESPN. They won in overtime. They have won six in a row. How about that? All right. You know what time it is. Let's do big deal or not a big deal. Come on. All right. Number one here, big deal or not a big deal. Based on the audio that we have heard with Draymond Green. By the way, Draymond Green got ejected last night at the Pacers. Ah, He is, he is so tough to take. Two nights ago, he's throwing fans out of the game. And last night, he's getting thrown out of his game. Ah. Draymond Green, the audio exchange between him and a fan. Although, it wasn't really the fan. You were only able to hear Draymond. Draymond was doing all the talking. Was when he was on the free throw line. And you had so much time in between because Giannis got two 10-second violations on the free throw line. Giannis is on the free throw line. So there's a ton of time there for Draymond to yap at the fan a couple nights ago that he had ejected uh, at Milwaukee. And all you hear, you hear Draymond who keeps yelling, what's the pass? What's the pass? Tell me, t- tell, describe the pass. Tell me the pass. He keeps asking, what's the pass? What's the pass? What's the pass? And that's when he has the fan ejected. So apparently, and I'll look this up, because I, I, I opened up my copy of Urban Dictionary, and I checked out, what does that mean, get get a pass? Apparently, the fan yelled to him, you know, some of the effect of, yo, Draymond, you get a pass here. Pass means pull, aim, squeeze, shoot. Pull, aim, squeeze, shoot. That's a pass. You understand what that means. And we're, so so the fan, if we can decipher, if we're playing detective here, what's going on, the fan probably said, you Draymond, you get a pass here. They're in Milwaukee. And Draymond understands totally what the guy's talking about. Tell me about it. What's a pass for? What, what a pass. What pass? Like, Draymond knows. And that's why he then said it was a threat to his life, which, I mean, give, give me a freaking break. Give me a break. But this may be because... I think Jordan Poole is from Milwaukee. And, of course, Draymond punched out Jordan Poole. And maybe the fans there now in Milwaukee don't like Draymond. So Draymond gets a pass when he's in Milwaukee. Big deal or not a big deal? I'm going not a big deal. But, again, you think this fan was threatening to kill Draymond Green? Give me a – Draymond, get over yourself. So I'm going not a big deal. Number two. Mandy Rose, former NXT Women's Champion, over 400 days, lost her title, a shocker two nights ago to Roxanne Perez on NXT, and then yesterday was fired from WWE, and apparently, look, it's a developing story, me and Joey, we did an emergency bonus episode podcast yesterday, if it's still real to me, to react to it. She was fired over her fan site content, where it's kind of like OnlyFans, and it's got a lot of racy stuff on it. There's a couple reasons why she's going to be fired over that. Number one, you're probably talking morals clauses in your contracts. And the company, which is, you know, kind of PG, very family-oriented. They are uh, are not going to want Mandy Rose, uh, those types of pictures and videos out there. And number two, which I think probably also got her in trouble, using the name Mandy Rose on that site. That That's like, you're representing WWE when you're Mandy Rose. So Mandy Rose was fired, and I know a lot of people are upset. I wish she wasn't fired, but I think I probably understand it because I got a hard time believing WWE didn't warn her that they didn't tell her you can't be doing this. And she may have said, uh, it's like, she may have not believed them threatening her job, because and she's making so much money. Believe me, based on those pictures and what she looks like, she was making a lot of money. Um, she may have called their bluff. Because she was making so much money over it. Maybe more than she was making from WWE NXT. So Mandy Rose being fired. That's a big deal. Uh, I, 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 I hope that they could wind up figuring something out. And she's brought back. She's terrific. And finally here. Big deal or not a big deal. James Gunn. The movie director. Who has done the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He is now in charge of the DC Entertainment Universe. DC's version of Marvel. And yesterday... It was announced that he is working on a new Superman movie, a younger Superman. And what does that mean? It means that Henry Cable's essentially been fired. Henry Cable has been let go. He is no longer Superman. The best Superman. He is no longer Superman. They are essentially rebooting the entire DC universe. I loved the Zack Snyder stuff. So, and you saw a few days ago, Wonder Woman three canceled. So they're just restarting everything. I guess that's, Man, that's so disappointing. Why couldn't they just keep going with this DC Universe that Zack Snyder built? I loved what they were doing. And Henry Cavill, he said, like he confirmed that he sent out a statement yesterday. Here it is. I have just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October. Now, if you haven't seen Black Adam, He's in the mid-credit scene in Black Adam, and it's awesome. But here is this: I was, uh, after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those who've been by my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but then we must remember Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists, and the examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to where the cape is passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with you all, onwards and upwards. That's a big deal, man. I'm bummed. I loved what Zack Snyder was building. Man of Steel, uh, the, the, the Zack Snyder's Justice League, Wonder Woman. Uh, I know they got this Flash movie that's out right now, which I don't know that that's ever going to see the light of day because this Ezra Miller is a huge loser. But I was looking forward to seeing that because apparently Michael Keaton's Batman is in that because they there's a whole time loop kind of deal. Th- this is a bummer, man, that we're not going to see how that universe plays out with Dark Side and uh, and Superman in the black suit. Anyway, whatever. Uh, that's a big deal. It's it's disappointing, and and yeah, that's a big deal. So there you have it. And that right there on a Thursday... Is big deal or not a big deal? Can we... I got a big question for everybody. Can we start the show tomorrow? Zaslow Show 2.0 on a Friday. You know we're going to be excited. But can we start the show in the kind of mood where you get the double dip? The double dip is a heat win tonight in Houston and a Panthers win tonight against Pittsburgh. Can we get the double dip tonight? I don't want the double dick punch. That's when both teams lose. Can we get the double dip tonight? And that's how we start the show tomorrow morning. Come on, let's do it. Great job by everybody involved today putting together an, a wonderful show. You all did really well. Appreciate all of you. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. Sazlow Show 2.0. That really helps me. And I appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sazlow Show 2.0. Know what that means. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com, when it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204